I am so sick of the media dictating the terms of the narrative in this country. I'm so sick of having to be apologetic for who I am. I'm so sick of people in middle America being called a flyover country or slope-headed conservative teabaggers. And it's going to be teabagging day. It's hard to talk when you're teabagging. Appreciate it very much. It's so funny because the teabaggers, the one thing they hate is when you call them racist. If racism is not the whole of the Tea Party, it is in its heart. The hatred that Timothy McVeigh, that he had. There are plenty of people like that right now. Lots of I think you get the general tenor of this. It's anti-government. This is highly promoted by the right-wing conservative network, Fox. The left pits people against each other. Divide and conquer is the strategy. I don't want to live in that world. It is the exact opposite of E Pluribus Uno. He said you were racist. He said you were very racist. He said you were very racist. He said you were very racist. You're going to be dealt with. He said you were racist. It's going to come to light. He said you really are. It's going to come to light. You really are. Hey, hey, just answer one question. Yes or no? What about fake versus? Yes or no? And what the left has stood for with political correctness is to try and get those with whom they disagree to shut up. And the Tea Party movement and Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and Alan West and, and all, the, all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's, fuck you. War. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Friday, March 1st, 2024 on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network. And as always, thanks for coming along for the ride. A wild and dystopic ride it is. To be sure, I am your host, Chris Hinckley. We are all road warriors, those who esteem ourselves to be, as long as we still have road and warrior left in us. Who knows? Who knows? I uh, I think it would be good to finish the answer to the question from yesterday, Chris and Virginia's question. What do I mean by this question? Which is a two-part question. Who's in charge? Who decides? And uh, so I will do that today. Uh, but first, you know, the prayer thing. We do that. I'm not trying to sneak up on anybody, but it is a spiritual battle that we are we find ourselves immersed in and so that's kind of you know the best place to start um let's see speaking of where to start happy uh happy saint david's day Happy Read Across America Day. Happy Employee Appreciation Day. Happy first day of Women's History Month. Happy first day of Irish American Heritage Month. Interesting how we have to divide ourselves up into little tiny groups and uh, 
pat pat ourselves on the back and talk about how fantastic we are and make sure that others recognize how fantastic we are. Tomorrow is an important day. Tomorrow is Texas Independence Day. So that's, you know, long live the republic. Anyway. Happy March 1st. Talk maybe a little bit at some point uh, about this day in history. Uh, I think last year on this day, I mentioned Dmitry Mendeleev and his periodic table, which I think is celebrated because of the alchemy it represents. I know, you know, it's the science, it's the whatever. But, you know, things happen for reasons that we are encouraged to ignore and and then we're we're fed other reasons for things it happens all the time we see it all the time anyway without getting stuck on that um how about prayer to kick things off that's probably a good place to start because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the worldly governors, the princes of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, which are in the high places. So with that in mind, Matthew 6 and Ephesians 6, the Lord's Prayer and the full armor of God. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Lord, please help us to put on the full armor of God. Help us to gird our loins about with truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Shot our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Help us to take up the shield of faith. Put on the helmet of salvation. Take up the sword of the spirit and help us pray at all times in the spirit. I pray that no weapon formed against the righteous shall prosper, that all who walk in error would come to know the truth in Christ. Please reveal our hypocrisy and double-mindedness. I pray unrepentant evildoers be brought swiftly to justice, wickedness be brought swiftly to an end, righteousness be restored in the land. I pray poisonous trees and their offshoots like brands and agencies, etc., conceived in malice would collapse under the weight of their own evil, or if not, cut down and thrown into the fire because bad trees bear bad fruit. You can't reform a bad tree. To reform it is to prune it, and that just makes it more prolific. And these things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um... This is a listener-supported network. You may have heard. RBN needs your help always because it's a listener-supported network. It's not PBS. It's not NPR. It's not Democracy Now. Um, it's not something that was established by Pierre Omidyar. Those kinds of things. No offense. No particular offense to anyone. But, you know, those are different models. Those have folks who... Um, well, 
they were these organizations were uh, have have been and continue to to be the benefactor of a or the uh, beneficiary excuse me of large um, donations from a particular contingent with a, a particular uh, idea of what kind of content to put out this is a this is kind of like open range territory this is you know free pasture and we're free grazing out here sometimes that's good sometimes it's not so good but um we like to think it's better when we are left to ourselves to work through the problems of life, I think, generally speaking. And so that's what happens here. It's a listener-supported network. Uh, Mr. Bordop and I were listening to some of the old, old stuff, I guess you could say, 20 years ago, yesterday, last night. And I got to say, I miss the big guy. Maybe we, Maybe we should play one of those clips from 20 years ago, the new... The new digs, the new studio, 20 years ago. Anyway, so we're here, and um, we don't have Jack Otto with us anymore. We don't have John Stadmiller with us anymore. But those of us who remain, it's interesting. You know, back then, I'm telling you, man, there's a there's some folks that are uh, as faithful as you can hope for um, the folks who keep this thing going and that includes the people who are working behind the scenes and uh, the listeners who support the network so you know I guess there are those of us who just don't know you know we just don't have sense enough to to leave right we just keep doing what we're doing and so uh, hats off to the folks who keep Republic Broadcasting Network going I'm talking about the faithful listeners that support the network as well as the folks who uh, the unsung heroes who keep things going behind the scenes because it ain't easy a lot of days it's very difficult and um, oftentimes a thankless job I would say so anyway thank you and um, so again there is no Ford Foundation no Rockefeller Foundation no Gates Foundation grant forthcoming there is just the faithful listener base. And so thank you for your support. If you don't currently or haven't ever, uh, please consider supporting RBN directly or, you know, the sponsors or the advertisers. Again, thank you to everyone who does. It's Friday. We definitely do the call-in thing on Fridays. Local 512-248-8252. And from a cave 
halfway around the world, 800-313-9443. If you, you know, don't have long distance at no additional charge from your cave, then you use the toll-free number. So, let's see, yesterday... Chris in Virginia asked the question, what do I mean by this question? The two-part question, who's in charge, who decides? Um, And he specifically asked for a simple answer. And I, in my characteristic way, (laughs) didn't offer a simple answer. Um, what I mean, I think this maybe is a simple way to summarize it. What I mean by the question, the two-part question, who's in charge, who decides, is to view everything in life critically through the lens of that question. And by critically, I mean uh, a closer examination of the ultimate influence or influences at work. Really, it comes down to one. Not just the surface level thought, action, thing, and view. Um, love is an interesting conversation, but, you know, I was watching, uh, Spencer Smith talk about denominations, a young lady, uh, he plays a clip of a young lady talking about what he construes as a, as a, an ecumenical type of a thing. I haven't listened to her whole deal I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what she's talking about. But what she said, I can't find fault with. She says, I am a... a uh, she came out of Methodism. She was a Methodist, former Methodist. She says, I, I can't find anywhere in Scripture where um, we're supposed to divide up into these denominations. And uh, I agree with that. Now, there is this effort to divide people up on, you know, 99 points of truth and one point of uh, falsehood or error or whatever. Divide everybody up. Let's just, for, you know, the sake of illustration, say into 100 different camps with just one piece of error. Let's say there are 100 points of truth, biblically speaking, that we want to adhere to. Each one of these camps only has one thing wrong with it. What's the big deal? Well, when you merge these back together and you hold on to the one from each, then you end up with 100 points of error. And that's what the ecumenical movement represents. You have to understand who's in charge, who decides what what is behind this. And for that matter... The doctrinal issue is problematic as well. You can read the Bible and you can actually worship it like an idol. It can be an idol. And I would argue that, you know, for people like William James, G. Stanley Hall, a lot of the academics who think they're, you know, they might fancy themselves Christians or whatever. And, you know, uh, this goes very, this goes quite a, a long way, I think maybe, you know, I would, I would put guys like C.S. Lewis in that camp, especially since he's writing about a thing 
you know, Mr. Tumnus is a chimera, a Genesis 6 chimera. He is named after Vertumnus. That's pretty easy to see. And um, so what fellowship hath light with darkness? Those, If you're a Christian, that's not something you should be writing about favorably. Anyway, the doctrinal thing can be problematic if it's just doctrine worshipped then and 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 sort of deified well what's wrong with that checking in with god that's what's wrong with that yes we have rules of the road absolutely and we're supposed to know those as christians but he tells us in his word that his 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 thoughts are not ours uh his ways are not our ways his thoughts and his ways are higher than ours. And if I could maybe put this in perspective, he's our lifeline out. Let's say that we live in a bubble. And inside that bubble, it's just an echo chamber. And the same ideas rattle around. But then outside of that is God. He's created this creation. Let's say it's a terrarium. That's a terrible analogy, but he's outside the terrarium. He can see the things that he's created in this terrarium. And in this analogy, he's our lifeline out of the terrarium. Nothing, there's, like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. And so, he's the one who can see what's around the next bend. We can't see what's around the next bend. We might uh think we know but you know if we if we make plans based on the guidance that we have from scripture we should do that and then we should offer those plans up to him because he's the one who can see what's around the next bend we cannot so he's the lifeline out he's the only life out of this echo chamber so to speak, if that makes any sense. And that's where doctrine, you know, doctrine alone can become problematic because um, it is a form of deism. If we don't invite into those things, those circumstances, those thoughts and actions, uh, the Lord himself. And by the way, I think that's the one thing that the devil does not want on this earth is that we all cry out for his intervention in, in all things. You know, again, Second uh, Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, that kind of thing. Inviting the Holy Spirit into circumstances everywhere. And um, the power of the Holy Spirit working in the lives of of men and the affairs of men. That's something the devil doesn't want. No interference. Anyway, I'll finish my explanation when we come back. Hopefully it makes sense. Stick around. We'll be right back after the show. 
I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Just keep on using me 
Welcome back. My brother. Making mud pies. So if the idea, speaking of the division and denomination issue, that example that I mentioned, if the idea is uh, to unite people in Christ, as to me, I heard the young lady say as uh, Spencer Smith was playing, I don't know, maybe there's more to the story. But, you know, that looks like what's going on in the book of Acts. And I mean that specifically in the context of, you know, the Holy Spirit. You know, again, I mean, um, as Paul, you know, as Paul uh, put it, what is uh what is Paul what is Apollos um, Christ is not divided is that first Corinthians three I want to say anyway <clears throat> I think I mentioned that yesterday. So if the idea is to be united in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit as the glue, if you will, then great. If it's ecumenism, then not so great. If we're going to coexist and, you know, all roads, we're all, we become Unitarian Universalists, no, not good. And the and the interesting thing in all of that is this is sort of a spoiler alert jumping ahead, but um, people erroneously have been led to believe that there is religion and not religion. I'm sort of getting ahead, though. I think there's a maybe there's a little bit of a clip we'll play for that first. Maybe maybe a love thing. We'll we'll play that. I guess on the other side of the break. Um, who's in charge who decides it's interesting when we contextualize issues in that fashion it's it's also interesting how much we have to put ourselves in the driver's seat how about um in, you know, in political affairs, in America, we have been conditioned to believe that we have to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. And ironically, we also have this learned helplessness that we are uh, being infected with. That's double-minded. But we have been led to believe that we have to, if it's going to happen, I got to make it happen. Pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. But again, far too often... Even as Christians, people don't surrender those plans to the Lord or bring them before the counsel of the Lord and say, I have planned my way or we have planned our way, Lord, please direct our steps. And like I said yesterday, if, if a person never hears no, then either they're the most saintly person who ever walked the face of the earth, they probably could be walking on water, or they're not checking in. 
we're not perfect. And it doesn't mean we'll get things wrong, but again, he's the one who could see around the next bend. He's the one who knows. He's the one who declares the end from the beginning. We, we don't know. We can't do that. So maybe it's not no. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just not now. Maybe it's not yet. We don't know. And there are examples of those kinds of things in Scripture. You know, maybe, and I've used as crude examples things like, you know, what would happen to Joseph in today's America? There would be a GoFundMe campaign to send Joseph home. Obviously, he misses his family, certainly misses his father, sold into slavery. People, you know, let's send Joseph home. Send Joseph home. Send Joseph home. GoFundMe campaign. But do we inquire of the Lord and ask his guidance, his counsel, etc., etc.? Same thing with the blind man. You know, the disciples asked, Lord, who sinned? Was it this man or his parents that he would be born blind? The answer was neither. But in today's America, we'd have to, we'd have to intervene wouldn't we? It's the only kind of thing to do. Even though maybe we're getting in front of God, that's not good. Stick around. I'll be right back after this short break. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk. Real people. Because you can handle the truth. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop-in lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop-in lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure! And the Ease-Off installs fast, the effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. 
Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Let's uh, use an example here. Let's use the example of love to illustrate what I mean by the question, who's a charge, who decides? Um, this clip from Chad O. Jackson, what MLK taught Tavis Smiley about love, is what this is titled. Um so let's just listen to this real quick, and then we'll break it down a little bit. Go ahead, please. What is love? According to Tavis Miley, who quotes Martin Luther King, love is when the state takes care of me. That's what love is, according to these people. King put love in the center yes. of the public square. Gandhi put love That's in right. the center of the public square. Mm-hmm. But you can't have those conversations, it seems to me, without That's defining right. what love is. And for me, uh, I go back again to, to King and how King would define it. Love simply means this, that everybody is worthy just because. Imagine then how different our public policy would be if everybody were operating off of that fundamental definition of what it what love is that everybody is worthy just because Mm -hmm. if you ever get to a point in this society where that's the operational definition 
it fundamentally changes how we debate these issues. Mm. Because if everybody is worthy just because, then it fundamentally changes how we see education, Mm. which means then that everybody in America ought to have access to an equal, high-quality education. It means that everybody ought to live in an environment that is safe from environmental racism. It means that everybody ought to have access to equal, high-quality health care. It means et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, so in other words, if people genuinely love others and they would want for all these socialist policies to be present in our system, and the fact that they aren't present in our system, the fact that we don't have even more of a welfare state, is indicative of the fact that we don't love one another. So, again, they have, in a sense, bastardized and perverted what love is, and they have suggested that a true loving society is one that is Marxist. A true loving society is one that is communist. That's basically what he's saying. Martin Luther King was a Marxist. And if you're using Martin Luther King as your barometer... And as your kind of arbiter, if you will, on what is or what is not love, what is or what is not a quote unquote good society. You're not using Jesus. You're not using the Bible. You're using Martin Luther King, who was an agnostic on the question of whether or not Jesus resurrected from the dead. He didn't believe Jesus resurrected from the dead, which is weird that he was a pastor. You're using Martin Luther King as the source in your mind. As to what is love. So when when I talk about King, I want us to make sure we understand what we mean when we say love, because King is oftentimes talking about love. And to Mm -hmm. my mind, no leader since King has been so adept at putting love in the center of the public square. But that's not some mamby pamby definition. That's right. When you take that definition that we're all worthy just because. It fundamentally changes the way you approach good public policy. Racism is the contestation of my humanity. Mm. So he made the point that genuine love is the implementation of an expansive welfare state, i.e. communism and socialism. And then he goes on to say to deny the welfare state, to deny the socialist state is to display not love, but hate. And not only that, it's a contestation of my humanity. It's a denial of my humanity. If you don't give me the welfare state, if you don't give me socialism, then you are rejecting and denying and contesting my humanity, says Tavis Miley. Are are y'all getting this? Or do I have to break it down even further? (laughs) Okay. So. I'm going to. The, the the purpose of this is not to be divisive or uh, critical. And uh, I hope that nothing I say is construed as uh, criticizing Shadow Jackson. Not, you know, necessarily Tavis Smiley either, because I think he's come under fire for disingenuous reasons. Um but he does represent something that is, I think, in a fashion, what Shadow Jackson is talking about. Anyway, what's the point here? The context is that question, who's in charge, who decides? And that's what's really important. So is it Martin Luther King? Is it Tavis Smiley? Is it Shadow Jackson? Or is it First Corinthians 13? First John 4? That is important here. Uh, from First John chapter 4 we read that 
God is love. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Okay, so, you know, the hippies singing Kumbaya, they, well, not so fast, hold on. He that loveth not, he that loveth not know, knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. Now, here's where it gets serious. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. There's a picture of love for you. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. That's what it's about. It's loving who, you know, because we love him, loving whom he wants, how he wants. No man man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. So that's interesting. Selfless, sacrificial is the picture that we get there. And that means that I'm not concerned about myself at all. And that's echoed in 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak with the tongues of men and of, and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Let's, uh, well, continuing. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and, have, and I, if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Wow, this is interesting. And then to the to the kind of the point of the discussion or, you know, what Tavis, Tavis Smiley's remarks and Shadow Jackson's um, examination of those remarks, 1 Corinthians 13, 3. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, it profits me nothing. That's interesting. Well, then what is this thing, this love thing? Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Does not take into account a wrong suffered. Does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are gifts, if, if there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away, which reminds me, I think, of Colossians. Um, yeah, interesting what happens in chapter 2 of Colossians. When you were dead in your transgressions and the circumcision of your flesh, he made, he made you alive together with him. Having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. And then this, Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or respect to uh, festival or new moon or Sabbath day. Things which are a mere shadow of what is to come, 
but the substance belongs to Christ. There you go. It's all about him. So no one is to act as your judge in regard to these things. Yeah, but what if we're clearly making a mistake? You know, I mean, Paul opposed Cephas to his face kind of a thing. What about that? Well, absolutely. It's Romans 14 territory, I would say. You know, you have died with Christ to the law, raised to walk with uh, in newness of life with him. So now, you know, you're called to a higher standard, Romans 7, the spirit, not the letter. Paul says in Romans 14, 14, I, I know and I'm convinced in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but to him who thinks anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Is the idea of drawing us into this legalistic mindset a way to enslave us? The Judaizers would say so, Galatians chapter 2, for example. So, you know, next verse. For if because of food your brother is hurt, you are no longer walking according to love. There's that love thing again. Do not destroy with your food him for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what is for you a good thing be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who in this way serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. Do not tear down the work of God for the sake of food or anything else for that matter. All things indeed are clean, but they are evil for the man who eats and gives offense. It is good not to eat meat or to drink wine or do anything by which your brother stumbles. The faith which you have, have as your own conviction before God. And again, who's in charge? Who decides? The faith which you have, have as your own conviction before God. That's who's in charge. That's who decides. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned for, you know, whatever he does is not from faith and whatever is not from faith is sin. Who's in charge? Who decides? Similarly, uh, there's the controversy Hulu rejects church ad cites religious indoctrination. CBN uh, had a segment on this. Jeremy Dice, I think it is, over at First Liberty Legal Counsel Law Firm, Religious Liberty Law Firm. Um, he he weighed in on this. It was, um, what is it, Hulan Street Church, which sounds a lot like Hulu. It makes you kind of wonder what the heck is that all about. Anyway, can we listen to, I don't know, a couple of minutes of that, whatever, please. So, Jeremy, First Liberty sent a demand letter to Hulu after the platform reportedly rejected a church's ad two times. Take us through what happened with that rejection in the ad. Yeah, uh, Hulu, which is owned and operated by Disney, of course, uh, has a bunch of ads that they allow people to put on the platform if you're an approved uh, advertiser, I guess. Uh, and the pastor for Hulan Street Church, I know that sounds a lot like Hulu, but it's a different <laughs> name. 
Hulin Street Church uh, advertised their services on Thursday. They decided to open up a new service time for people that don't or aren't able to get to Sunday services. And they wanted to advertise that locally like they've done in a lot of other places. And so they became an approved advertiser. They submitted their ad and it was rejected. They submitted it again and it was rejected again. And this time they asked for a response. And the response came back that their ad, which was a 22 second ad that just simply said, hey, can't you you can't come to church on Sunday? No problem. We understand. Why don't you come on Thursday? Here's the time and the location. And we hope to see you there. That was it. 22 seconds. That was over with. But Hulu came back and said, that advertisement violated their guidelines because it engaged in religious indoctrination. Uh, and so that's why they lost their ad. They couldn't post their ad because it engaged in religious indoctrination. Apparently, just telling people that you have a church service available to them at a certain time and day of the week is religious indoctrination to the people at Hulu. Yeah, it's interesting because every ideology that is spread is a form of indoctrination, let's say. We can throw that word out for anything. I mean, there are plenty of things that Hulu, you know, probably allows in other ads that they would have to consider indoctrination based on that same standard, I would imagine. But that term religious indoctrination, is that present anywhere in their advertising terms? Is this something that they've used that we've seen at least publicly being used in similar cases in the past? It's nowhere in their guidelines, their advertising guidelines at all. And so the public is without that's, any kind of ability to gauge whether or not their ad would come. That's probably enough. You get the point. But uh, so what's going on here? First of all, Hulu is a private company. And, uh, you know, they're lizards that want to eat your brain, right? Uh, Alec Baldwin. Remember those commercials? I think one of them was a Super Bowl commercial we're softening your brain so that we can you know scoop them out with a melon ball like tapioca wasn't that the commercial i don't know maybe we'll play that when we come back in the second hour or something but um it's private company but this is actually a bigger issue because it's a uh it's a bifurcation fallacy first of all this is textbook um, repressive tolerance, Marcusean repressive tolerance. But it's a bifurcation fallacy. The truth is, well, I'll tell you the truth when we come back. We're headed into a break. Stick around. We'll be right back. some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. 
they can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultation are free and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects email tom at republicbroadcasting.org t-o-m at republicbroadcasting.org Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. Drinksupertea.com. So what is the truth? Well, the truth about love is, you know, in 1 John 4, we read God is love. 1 Corinthians 13, you read the definition uh, of love. Love is not confrontational. It's not demanding or self-obsessed. That's the socialistic, communistic impulse. That's the plague that Freud said that he was bringing. He did not realize we're bringing them the plague. But what is the truth about this this Hulu controversy? Hulu's a private company. Still, last I checked, uh, it's not a public utility. So, you know, as erroneous as the position is, 
great. But, you know, it's funny how maybe, again, we get sucked into fighting for something that we shouldn't fight, support, defend. Reminds me of the Hulu commercial <laughs> and the Pluto, Pluto TV uh, Super Bowl commercial this year. They're kind of the same thing. Maybe we'll play those. Anyway, the truth is that the Hulu rejecting the church ad is is the technique of infamy at work, inventing two lies, getting you arguing heatedly over which one is true. It's a bifurcation fallacy. And again, textbook repressive tolerance. But the truth is, there's religion and there's Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. That's it. What do you mean? I mean... There's religion, which includes Roman Catholicism, Lutheranism, Mormonism, every ism under the sun, including socialism, communism. Uh, they may have different forms of worship and, uh, you know, a different God, so to speak, to worship. But there is no, there's, there's Jesus Christ and there's religion. And uh, with him, it's a relationship, and it's it's restoration with our Father in heaven through him. That's different. And that's the whole point. What is the relationship all about? What does it look like? Well, he said, it's good that I go. He died, was resurrected, and uh, ascended into heaven, but he said, it's good that I go. I will send the helper. And until he returns, that's... That's our lifeline to the Father. The Holy Spirit is our lifeline through Jesus to the throne of God. He is our high priest and intercessor. It's that simple. So there's religion and there's Jesus Christ. And that's it. Religion, by the way, always responds to Jesus Christ with hostility. Hey, man. We don't appreciate you cutting in on our action and making us look bad, making us look foolish. So, and that sort of reminds me of the indoctrination stuff. You know, Mika Brzezinski, that's our job. Sinclair, bots, very dangerous to our democracy. The local media psyops. Bottle air. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Second hour coming up. Stick around. We'll be right back after this short break. media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 